if you wanted to boil down what we believe, you know, to be true about life and business, we, we kind of revolve around, you know, our core values, these three words, which is generous, optimistic, and driven. All right, Nate, thanks for coming on the Syntex 5 with the Central Texas Business Podcast. Why don't you go, and go ahead and tell us about yourself and what you guys are doing here in Central Texas. Okay, my name is uh, Nate Navarro. I'm the owner at Bird Creek Roofing and Construction. Um, but more importantly, uh, married to Melissa, and we have four daughters together that we're raising here in Central Texas, which is, uh, I didn't see coming. I grew up in Seattle, Washington, uh, a Washington Husky fan from the, the corner of the country. And when I was in uh, about 26 years old, I relocated to Austin. In a, in a, at the time, I played in a band. And of course, every band wants to move to Austin, Texas, right? Yeah. So I ended up in Central Texas there living in Austin. And then I met Melissa, who is, I uh, was living in Austin at the time, but she's from Temple, Texas. So that's my real connection to Temple um, and, and the Central Texas area. That's what brought us here. You know, they said, once you marry a Texas girl, you're never getting out of the state. And I knew that for sure right away. And um, it's a good thing. And then so uh, Melissa and I got married, uh, stayed here in Texas. And then uh, after we had our fourth daughter, actually moved north from Austin up here to the Belton area. Um, so that's our connection here. We love Belton. Uh, it's been a great place to headquarter our business. We work in obviously Austin, San Antonio and Dallas, and Houston, all over the state of Texas and now in a number of states. We're in Georgia and Louisiana. But we, um, we've just always felt like Central Texas was a great home base for us. You know, it's a, we love Lake Belton. Uh, we love the people. Our kids have great friends here. You know, we're real close to Austin. If we ever want to, you know, check out a, a really good restaurant or mm. a cool hotel. Um, but then, you know, here in Belton, Texas, we've got some of the greatest, you know, food and people and, and atmosphere and the, the lake life. And uh, just been a lot of fun, man. Love, love Central Texas. Love doing business here. And uh, it's been really, really, really good. Yeah, I just want to echo the the town of Belton. I mean, we're 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 a small town feeling, but we're close enough to Austin. We're close enough to Dallas. We can get away for a weekend, and that's that's what's cool about being here in Temple and Belton is that opportunity that we're a small town. Definitely, everybody knows a lot of people. Everybody knows everybody almost type thing, and it's but it's close. It's enough. a little bit of a it's a little bit of a hidden gem, you know. And I think that. You know, there's a lot of us that, that love that and, and are okay with it staying that way because I have plenty of buddies in Austin that drive from Austin to, to Dallas, you know, regularly for work or whatever. And they'll say like, now, where do you live again? I'm like, I live in Belton. And they're like, now, what is that? And like, you know, have you seen Temple? And they know Temple because of the Buckies, right, mm -hmm. on the way to Dallas. And that, that's about all they know. There's like a busy Starbucks and then there's a Buckies. We're like, yeah, that's all we got. You know, I, I don't want them to know anymore. So they, they can stay in Austin. No, we, uh, we love it, man. It's a lot, a lot of fun. And, uh, and it is literally, if you don't ever jump off I-35, you're never going to see the lake. You blink one of the most beautiful lakes in the state, you know, and you're never going to, you know, hit, hit chefs or Miller's barbecue, you know, some of the best barbecue you can have in the state. And so, um, yeah, it's a little bit of a hidden gem. We love it. We'll take it. Definitely, man. That's awesome. Yeah. So right now, what's not necessarily to love for everybody is the coronavirus and how it's kind of affecting small business. It's affecting our personal lives. Um, it's, it's 
I would say it's wrecking havoc in some areas that need it, but wrecking ha havoc in areas that where people are realizing they weren't prepared. Um, so on those two extremes, how, how is coronavirus affecting you guys? And what are you guys doing to kind of help try and mitigate that process? Yeah, man, that's a great question. It's very timely, right, for our world right now. Um, you know, when I first found out, you know, I was, I was living normal life, you know, I didn't, this came out of nowhere to me. I'm sure like it did the rest of the country, but the first part of the year, I mean, we, we had traveled a lot. We did a, a trip to Mexico with our, all of our sales guys, uh, our top sales guys from last year. Uh, we had done a trip to Las Vegas with some good friends. Uh, we had spent a weekend in Florida around spring break time. And then we get back from that and it's like in a matter of days, everything got shut down. Like it, it felt really sudden. Mm. And even for us, we, we sort of thought, wow, if we would have known this information a couple of weeks ago, like would we have went to Mexico and Vegas and Florida and the last, you know, like we, we were a little bit like, whoa, th this is serious. You know, it felt a little um, end of the world-ish, I guess, when you start going to grocery stores and people are lining up and you have to stand six feet apart and people are wearing masks. And I'm just, this feels like I'm in a movie. You know, it was very surreal. And, you know, my first instincts are um, obviously as a husband and as a dad and as a business owner. You know, how do I respond when the world changes, mm. you know? And, and you have your natural, you know, fears as a human because, you know, I'm not sure what's going on myself, yet I'm responsible for Melissa, I'm responsible for our four daughters, and I'm responsible for this company that I'm leading. Yeah. And so as I try to figure out and navigate this thing, there's other people looking at me saying, what are we going to do? And so, first of all, uh, you know, from day one, I've said I'm not a medical expert. We, you know, we should listen to what the authorities are telling us. I'm not a political or a health expert. Mm. Um, and so uh, I, I want to stay in my lane for sure where that stuff is concerned. Um, but I did feel very strongly from when I knew that this was very serious, that what was very, very important to me is a couple of things. One, that leaders don't panic. Uh, in, a, in a time of hardship, in a time of tragedy, uh, leaders don't get greedy. Uh, leaders don't just look out for themselves, but leaders don't panic. Leaders look for opportunities to serve. They look for opportunities to protect. You know, they look for opportunities to get creative and look out for the, for the people around them. But they certainly, panicking is not an option. And so from day one, I just, Melissa and I said, you know, for our family, we're not going to panic. We're going to be wise. We're going to be smart. But we're not going to, you know, we're not going to go buy every roll of toilet paper and all the hand sanitizer and ground beef for three years. We're just not going to panic, right? Now, you know, we've gotten low on toilet paper a few times, right? Maybe we should, maybe we should have joined the, the rush, uh, but, but we're surviving just fine. Um, and then as a company, I just said the same thing to everybody. I said, hey, guys, we're not going to panic. We're going to lead, and, and that's what we're doing. And then to, to sum it up with the company, I really took the, the stance and the belief that although the world has changed and, you know, gosh, it didn't take long, right? Mm -hmm. The world changed in weeks. Yeah. I feel like we've been locked down for months. It's Someone told me the other day it's only been three weeks. I feel like it's been three years, right? And so the world has changed, but our calling has not. Mm -hmm. 
So whatever I was called to do four weeks ago, six weeks ago, four years ago, I'm still called to do today as the world changes around me. If that's to lead and provide for my family, if that's to lead and provide for my daughters, if that's to lead and provide for the guys in the company, that hasn't changed one bit. And so um, we've had at Bird Creek Roofing a really, we've really come together around that idea that guys, uh, the world's changed, our calling hasn't. We're still here to help people. And so that, that's what we've been doing, man. We've been about, our, been about our business. Now, obviously we have to do it a certain way, Mm -hmm. um i'll be honest with you there's you know as as things begin to get shut down and locked down there's this idea of being an essential business right uh the the local officials and the state officials will say everybody stay home but if you if you're doing this then you're deemed essential right. and so be smart but keep working and so roofing uh, was one of those categories uh, that was deemed essential, you know, for some very obvious reasons. If someone's got water coming into their home, it's a it's a massive health hazard if they don't get that problem fixed. And so we understood from early on that we were going to be deemed essential. But at the same time, uh, we never wanted to wear that as like, a, like we're proud. Mm. Like, hey, we're essential, you know, look at us. Right. Because... Um, there's a lot of people suffering in our country right now, in our community right now. There's a lot of people whose jobs aren't considered essential that no longer have jobs. People that were living paycheck to paycheck, uh, people that don't have any reserves, that are it, overnight in trouble with how they're going to pay the rent, how they're going to do groceries, because their job wasn't quote unquote essential. And so the last thing that I'm going to do or we're going to do is, is wear essential as some sort of like, hey, look at us, you know, pretty essential over here. Um, that's definitely the wrong stance to take. Um, but we do realize that what we do is important. And, um, and so, yes, we've acknowledged, okay, we're essential with a lot of other people, right? I mean... You know, one of the funniest ones I saw on the list at first was the liquor store. And I, it actually made a lot of sense to me. I was like, man, if everyone's staying at home, everyone's going to want to get some good wine or something, you know. And so there's long lines at the liquor stores right now, you know. HEB is obviously essential. You know, Walmart looks like they're essential. Um, and, and, you know, fortunately, we get to keep working and helping people with the roofs. But it was important for us to, um, to not only to not lose who we are which is, is to be helpful. Mm. So I say primarily if we're going to be essential during this time, we're also going to be helpful. We're not going to go off of that. And so we're a consultant. You know, we're here to serve homeowners. We're here to help them through a process. We're here to help them protect their homes, which is their greatest asset. And so um, we're just here to help, you know. Uh, we're essentially here to help. And then we thought even just as important as, as acknowledging that our work is essential and just as important in doubling down on the fact that we're going to be helpful is this to respect the community, the people around us, we've got to be careful. Mm. That means it's, yes, it's, we're getting up and working every day, but we're working differently than we did before. You know, for the sake of our families and for our community and the elderly among us, right? Uh, the people among us that have pre-existing health conditions that, that may make the virus more difficult for them. And so, uh, yeah, we're super careful. I mean, we're doing 
we're practicing all the social distancing. I haven't seen my team forever. You know, we do everything through Zoom. Mm. Um, and then with the homeowners that we're helping, we're very upfront about the fact that like you never have to see us. You know, <laughs> zero contact. Uh, you know, roof consultation. We'll take pictures and video. Uh, we'll Zoom. You know, conference you if you want to talk through your estimate. Um, we're practicing social distancing. You know, in every area of the company in order to be careful. So I think if you would want to sum up at least, let's just take the family aspect of dealing with COVID. We're just trying to make the most of it, man. We're pretty no. busy family typically, you know, like mm-hmm. very social. We've always got a bunch of people in our home and, and pre pre COVID a night of just our family at home was such a rare thing. We'd have to like put the thing on the calendar. Like I miss my kids. Let's hang out Wednesday night, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so this has changed that, and we've been home together every night. It's been awesome. We're trying to like see the the silver lining in the clouds on that one, right? And and what is good about the fact that we're forced to stay home and and get to know each other more again and more time together, and we're doing more bike rides and more walks like everyone else, and, and cooking more together. Um, so as a family, we're trying to make the most of it and stay positive. You know, Melissa and I, neither of us would would claim to be great homeschool parents. So that's a that's a little bit of a twist for us that we weren't expecting um but hopefully our kids survive that and get to go back to school before long before they have to repeat their grades again oh man um and then as a business you know i think so as a family we're trying to see the positive in it and, and stay healthy and then as a business what we're what we're really trying to do is say the world's changed our calling has not and so let's be vigilant about knowing that we're essential being helpful and staying careful and and that's really what we're doing and so yeah wow yeah nate thank you for sharing man and i I would definitely say what i feel like i need to echo on that is the world has changed but our calling is not i mean we've we've been called we've been created to do something in this world and just because something changes an outside force that we cannot control doesn't mean the thing that we can control has to change and that's how we approach each day with a with a approach of humbleness and humility and willing to willingness to serve that doesn't need to change. And that's incredible that, I mean, Bird Creek started very small and now has grown and it's with the belief and the system and the leadership qualities that you've inputted and those around you to put that into motion and put that into action. And so that's just really cool to hear that and see it and connect with that on crazy levels. So thank you for sharing that. Oh, you're Um, welcome. Super grateful for this opportunity. So so on that, at the end of things, we've got basically an opportunity for you to kind of double down on your business. And you've talked about the philosophies behind the business and what you guys are doing to practice social distancing and how you can do estimates and things like that. But is there anything else about Bird Creek Roofing that you would like um, the listeners and the viewers to know about you guys in this time or just in general time? Oh man, I think that, you know, first of all, I think that what's happening at Bird Creek is really, really unique, you know, um, because our whole approach to, to business and to life and to roofing is just, it's just different, man. It's just a unique thing, you know, say that we can tell that now we can tell that. Today. You know, and, and I think that if anything I'm proud of, it's of that culture of, of what's happening with our team and our core values and, 
even the way this whole thing started. I mean, I had no background in roofing, right? I was a guy that spent 12 years touring in a rock band. And then I spent five years in downtown Austin working in the nonprofit world. And so, you know, when we moved here and I got into roofing, it was completely by accident. Um, but it's, it's then that I really discovered my calling in business, which is to create opportunities for other people to succeed. And so uh, that's what we do. You know, that's my job. I wake up every day and I've given myself a job description, create opportunities for other people to succeed. People, I, I thought you do roofing, kind of, you know, <laughs> but I, what I'm really trying to do is help this group of people around me and the people in the community succeed at a higher level than they did before. Mm. And so we have a really unique way we approach everything. And that's not to diminish our competition or to say that our competition that, that does things more traditionally is wrong for what they're doing, you know, or anything like that. In fact, I have a real um, firm belief that uh, I really don't even think about my competition. And I know that might be weird uh, for a business owner because I, I hear a lot of business owners saying, well, so-and-so is doing it this way, so-and-so is doing it this way. I give my competition zero thought. And, and it's for this reason. Every minute that I spend thinking about my competition is a minute I wasted that I could have made myself and my company better. It's sideways energy right? To think about what your competition is doing. Um, it's, it's borrowed from, you know, Saban, you know, he just, he prepares Alabama every week. He's like, I don't care who we're playing. We're just going to be the best Alabama we can be. Right. And so that's, that, that's the mentality I've taken from day one. You know, a lot of people in small business get so caught up and worrying about what so-and-so is down the street doing, what so-and-so in the next city doing. And I just tell my guys all the time, if that stuff even starts to creep up, Every minute you think about your competition, you wasted that minute. That was an opportunity you could have had to get better yourself. And so, yeah, I think that's Bird Creek's uniqueness. You know, we really believe that sales isn't sales. We believe that sales is about being a helper and a consultant. And we're never going to be salesy, right? We're always just going to come alongside homeowners as a consultant and a helper. If you wanted to boil down what we believe, you know, to be true about life and business, we, we kind of revolve around you know, our core values, these three words, which is generous, optimistic, and driven. Mm. And, and with generous, we just feel like that's an overall disposition in life and in community where you give the people around you the benefit of the doubt. Mm. You err on the side of grace and thinking the best about others and being generous with your thoughts about others and also being generous uh, with our customers and our homeowners, right? With the amount of time we spend with them, with the attention to detail, there's a generosity in that. And then there's a generosity to the guys that they get to a point in their career where they start doing well financially and they have, you know, um, extra income, you know, and things of that nature where we really teach and try to model being generous in your community, you know, and really giving there. And then optimistic, you know, I, I firmly believe that construction uh, is hard. It's messy. Uh, it's not math. It's not science. Uh, so things don't go, you know, according to plan every single time or ever rarely. And so uh, if you're going to make it in the roofing business or in, in consulting in the construction business, you're going to have to have an optimism where you take every failure, every frustration, and you just use it as an opportunity to get better. That's what we teach. Don't, you know, let's not complain. Let's just look at the thing. Let's learn from it. Let's not repeat it. And let's get better. And so the guys that make it, you know, in this company and, and, and in our organization, and in our line of work tend to be people that are optimistic. They can, they can see their way through 
issues and live to fight another day. So we believe in generosity, optimism, and then driven. We just think that um, getting up and, and, and working is just the good old fashioned work ethic. You know, the guy or the gal that wants to get up and work hard every day for their family, you know, I really believe has a great opportunity to succeed in this country. Mm. You know, there's a lot of opportunity out there right now. And, and there might even be people that say, well, look what's happening with COVID. What do you mean? I just lost my job. Or it's like, you know, this will pass. Mm. And, and in the meantime, there's a lot of people hiring. You know, there's a lot of people that need help. Definitely. You know, if people stop buying roofs, man, I will line up at HEB to start stocking some shelves because there's no way they can keep up with the demand right now, right? Right. And so we just believe in good old fashioned work ethic that the guys we really succeed, uh, really succeed in the roofing industry are the, are the same guys that mowed the most lawns when they were in junior high school. Right. right. And worked on the weekends when they were in college and, and always were scrapping and battling and finding a way. And so that that's the uniqueness of our, of our culture, I believe is that it, it's become a team and a group of people that are generous, that are optimistic and that work hard. And if anything, you know, that's what I'm proud of. I don't necessarily take pride in how many roofs a year we do or profit margins or sales goals, you know, those kind of things. Those are all great. And those are all important and needed. Um, but what really gets me up and motivates me is can I teach another person tomorrow to do life, to do business? to lead their families in a way that's marked by generosity, optimism, and hard work. Wow. So. Dang, Nate, that's, that's awesome, dude. That's what we're doing. Uh, yeah, you guys are doing, and the reason that y'all are growing, I really feel like y'all are sticking to those four core values, and it's a blend of the new school and the old school, in a sense that I believe that in the old school, it was always just bootstrap it. You're, you didn't care about anybody else's generosity, humility and things like that. You just cared about working hard and there's something to be said about hard work. And that's why it's Absolutely. something that's what, that's why it's one of you guys core tenets, mm -hmm. but to have the, the new school and bring all of that together, bring the whole individual together, that it's not all just hard work mm -hmm. or all generosity. There are pieces that come in line with it. There's mm -hmm. a whole view to this picture. And that's really cool that how you laid it out with, for your business and the growth of that and, I think as you were talking about profit margins and sales and things like that, it's almost, it's a belief of mine that those things come from a good culture. Those things, don't, those things don't produce the good culture. Those things come from the good culture. If you have a good culture, I really believe that those things will come out of it. And that's yeah. why you guys have been able to grow that way. Oh yeah. man. 100%. So, that is awesome, Nate. Um, one thing here at the end that I'm so, wanting to start a new is a thank you to uh, to give businesses an opportunity to say thank you to um, my wife not not specifically my wife but my wife's in the ER and mm -hmm. so the hospital workers and the people that are I would say originally I would say on the front lines but now I believe that we people are the front lines and they're the last line of defense mm -hmm. um, for our disease and so I just want to give you an opportunity um, to speak about how grateful and thankful that you are for those in our community, especially Baylor, Scott and White being right here who are serving those um, at that level. Uh, like you guys are serving for sure. And so 
like there's a whole bunch of grocery store workers, roofers, construction, um, medical, like, I just want to give you the opportunity to say thanks. Yeah, man. Light of the world, salt of the earth, right? Um, uh, unfortunately or fortunately, however you want to look at it. Last year I got to spend five days at, at Baylor Scott and White with a health issue that came out of nowhere. And, um, and, and I was up there for five days and it was brutal, man, personally and physically, you know, it was hard, hard thing to go through for me. Um, and I just remember, uh, you know, the love and the care of the staff, particularly the nurses that are coming in there at all hours of the night, you know, while I'm dealing with all sorts of issues. And I had this sweet nurse who like, I hadn't eaten for three or four days. And the first thing I could get into is cranberry juice. And she was like, Hey, here's, she showed me where like where the secret stash of cranberry juice was in the hallway. So if I ever wanted to get one mm. and, um, you know, I'll never forget that. And I, I'll admit, I used to drive by Scott and white, you know, on the way to, you know, take my kids over to Ralph Wilson to play basketball or to, on the way to take the family out to mod pizza for a dinner. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I, I saw the building there and I have friends that work there. Um, uh, a lot of friends that work there actually, when you live in Belton, but yes. and, but it just looked, it was just a place I drove by and didn't think a whole lot about mm-hmm. other than I've got some friends that work there. Right. That changed me. You know, that, that one five day stay in the hospital where, um, that was pretty brutal. It changed me to where now every time we drive by, you know, uh, the family and I will just say a prayer for, you know, the staff, the patients, you know, nobody wants to be there, man. I mean, I'm not talking about staff. I'm talking about the patients, right? Unless you're there to have a baby, you don't want to be there. Right. And so, um, you know, we always say a prayer that, that the nurses and doctors will be able to help people get back home. And, and that totally changed my perspective. Having been a patient changed my perspective on what those folks do. And then in this situation, yeah, they're right there, right, right there on the front lines and, and hopefully helping these folks um, that are struggling with the virus, you know, getting them better so they can go back home. Mm-hmm. And so huge shout out and thank you to anyone uh, working there at Baylor Scott and White or any hospital or any clinic or anyone that's doing anything good in the world right now to help others. Uh, we're so grateful for your service. Thank you. Thank you, Nate. Again, a million times over, man, just for the opportunity to have you on the show. Um, I know you've made me better just by sitting and listening to you and over our interactions over the last, you might be surprised about four years, whenever wow. I was coaching at Temple College mm-hmm. and you were sending, guys were going over from the baseball team over to you guys' house, the Navarros, like just the impact mm-hmm. that you had on the baseball team there and then from then until now like that I just want to say thank you for just being a light in this world then and now and not like you said panicking and being a true leader in our community um, and setting a tone and it's an opportunity for us to get that out and so thank you so much for coming on and taking the time to do this yeah man and I, again none of this is because I've got it nailed or got it figured out any great lesson I've learned in my life I've learned through failure never been book smart. I just will do something very, very stupid and that it will hurt. And I'll be like, okay, I'm never doing that one again. Right. So most good lessons are learning from failure and moving forward. Um, so I've been the recipient of much grace. And, um, and, and because of that, you know, I think that that's why I lead this way. I don't lead this way because, you know, 
I was, you know, a born leader or something like that. It's just that um, I've, I went through some difficult things, been picked up, you know, by God's grace and by the, uh, the help of friends and mentors and uh, constantly in life been given, you know, chances and opportunities to learn and grow. And that's just influenced, you know, how I do Bird Creek Roofing and how I live life and, and all those things. So I'm grateful for your kind words, but it's not because, you know, I'm book smart or a natural born leader or anything like that. I just, um, I've been the recipient of much grace. And so I look every day to, to try to pass that on, if that makes sense. Sure. And so, yeah. well, but thank you. Thank you, man, again. Yeah. And finally, uh, yeah. for coming on the show and sharing just, sharing your grace onto us. And hopefully this is something that others can use. Not that Nate Navarro is saying be gracious to others, but it's a belief and they get to see, they can see the success of Bird Creek Roof. And if they're, if they need those numbers, they need those hardline numbers, they can see that success. Well then now they can really dive into this short interview that we had and, and see what it took for you guys to get to where you were. And it's, it's a good opportunity because COVID-19 has sent a lot of people home to be mm. self-evaluate and it gives you a chance to step back so that you can step forward in the future. hundred percent, man. hundred percent. Well, thank so, you for your time. Yeah, yeah, man. I hope you guys have a great rest of your day. It's Friday. So there is no weekend in business world, but I hope you have a safe okay. and happy weekend and we'll catch you next time. Okay. Okay. Sounds good, but thank you very much. Yeah.